Hey everyone, my name is Charlie Ifra and welcome to my podcast. Today I'm going to tell you about an incident that happened to me on Instagram a few weeks back and hopefully it'll help prevent the same thing from happening to you and it will also make you less vulnerable across all your applications, whether it's social media or banking or any other tools or utilities that you use. So a few weeks ago, I started getting messages from friends that asked me if I was messaging them on Instagram and if the conversations that I was having with them was in fact me. And so I quickly went online and I realized that someone cloned my Instagram account. Now my Instagram account is at Charlie Ifra. So they were clever and they just took my first name and last name and added a period. So they did an account called at charlie.ifra and they took all of the images that are on my Instagram account and they copied them into the cloned profile. They even matched up the number of followers and following. They used the exact same profile picture, even the bio, the website, everything that's on my Instagram account was perfectly cloned on this copy account. And what they did was, is they started reaching out to my friends. They started by friend requesting them. And because the account looked so identical to mine, friends were accepting the request and then they would start communicating with them. And they would have these long conversations with some people who didn't know it wasn't me. And they were asking them questions at the beginning, very high level questions. And as the conversation went on, they continued to fish deeper and deeper for personal information. And basically the purpose of this technique is to try to extract from the person's friends as much information as possible, as much personal information as possible. And what they do with that is they start trying to figure out what your passwords might be, if they can capture your date of birth, even your mother's maiden name, all sorts of information that like your banking or finance websites will ask you for to verify or validate that, that it's you. A lot of times people wonder like, why would someone have a fake conversation with a friend? What's the purpose of it? But there are very easy ways to figure out what people's passwords are just by understanding a little bit about who they are. So that's really the motive of why this organization of cloners and hackers, the motivation behind what they're doing is really about extracting as much information from people that might know you well, in order to create a profile about you. And with that profile, they can go into your financial information and so on. So I reached out to my social media company. In this case, it was Instagram. I obviously went and blocked the accounts. I reported the accounts and all those things are things that you guys should be doing. But I really think that it's important to understand that as artificial intelligence continues to advance, this problem is going to become a much bigger issue. And it's going to be a much bigger issue, especially for people that are not tech savvy. And so I thought that it might be worth making this video to talk to you guys about what it is you can do to prevent these things from happening. So first of all, obviously, if you encounter this issue, if someone ever clones your account or if someone ever uh, steals your password and starts um, imitating you uh, or representing you um, online, the first thing you should do is um, call all your friends, whether it's by text or other social media platforms, and let them know immediately that it's in fact not you and have as many people as you can block and report um, that user. 
the other thing you should do is you should immediately change your password. Uh, when you change your password, make sure that you use a strong password and make sure you don't use passwords that if someone did extract information about you, they can figure it out. So like avoid things like your birthday and the city you were born in and just use characters, special characters, numbers, letters, caps, and lowercase, and just make it hard to remember even for you and figure out ways to remember that password. But it should be as far away from anything personal about you uh, so that any type of hacker would never be able to figure out your password based on information about you. The other thing you should do is also change your password. I know this is a pain in the neck, but change your password every three to six months. I highly recommend using password tools. There's a company called LastPass that makes a pretty decent tool. And I highly recommend using password tools like that so that it's always encrypted. And there is never really a way for a a hacker, even if they hack LastPass or one of those companies, there's never a way for them to actually figure out what the password is. If you haven't been attacked yet, or if you haven't been, you know, fished or hacked, you should take a lot of preventive measures as well. So one of the biggest or best preventive measure you can take is to set up multi-factor authentication. It's also called two-step authentication. And what that really is, is when you log into your bank, a lot of banks don't allow you to log in without two-step authentication or multi-factor authentication. And what that is when you log into the bank with your password, and then they send you a text message with a, a code that expires in 10, 15 minutes after it's sent. And you use that code at the moment of login, and then it verifies that it's you. And the way it does it is, is it's verifying that it was in fact sent to your cell phone and to your cell phone number, and that's how it validates that it's you. The other form of multi-factor authentication is using an authenticator app. So Google has an app called Google Authenticator, and Google Authenticator is, it's a great tool, it's a, it's a mobile app, and most online sites that support multi-factor authentication allow you to basically scan a QR code from the Authenticator app, and it'll generate a number on your phone every time you try to log in. And that number also expires, I think, after 60 seconds. And so Google Authenticator over text for multi-factor authentication is highly recommended because I've read stories where these hackers are actually calling the phone companies. And what they do is if they have just enough information to fool the phone company that they're you, then what they'll do is, is they'll change your SIM card and have your phone number point to their phones, and then they can log into your bank with two-factor authentication where the bank will text your phone number, but because the SIM was switched, it will go to them and then they can log into your bank account. So it's unlikely and it's rare that that will happen, but it is something to know about where sophisticated hackers will call the phone companies and be able to do those SIM switches and they can still get into your bank account. So highly recommend going with two-factor authentication using Google Authenticator or an app like that. The thing that I wanted to talk about that most people probably are not aware of yet is that with artificial intelligence, there's this concept called a deep fake. Now, a deep fake is an impersonation that's done with audio or video. And more and more as the uh, advances in AI happen, deep fakes are going to become and be able to fool people more and more. And so what happens is if, if a hacker gets your voice on file, 
then they can authenticate you with your voice. So a lot of banks do voice authentication now. And what the hacker can do is get a copy of your voice and then call the bank and use your voice to access your account. The other thing that they can do with deep fakes is they can call your friends and family and impersonate you and have all sorts of conversations while extracting personal information about you. And they can build a profile about you in that way as well. There is a story that was in the news recently with a organization, like a criminal organization that called this girl's mom and impersonated the girl's voice in where she said she was kidnapped and they asked for a ransom. The kidnapping never happened, but the mother panicked and transferred money and the criminals got their money. And then the girl called her mom as if nothing happened. And then she realized that she was tricked with a deep fake. In that case, it was an audio deep fake. So one of the things that you can do, and I know it sounds a little bit paranoid, but I think it's important. And, you know, more and more, like I said, with deep fakes and the ability of AI to do this, it's actually important to create some sort of passcodes or passwords that you and only you and your family know, make them way out there, make, make them things that people will never guess, like what kind of car does grandma drive? The answer should be like a, a Ferrari but make it passwords or passphrases or questions and answers that a hacker or any type of phishing organization will never be able to guess. And I think that that's something that you should really tell the people in your family that are not tech savvy the most. The older generation will be in the next coming years very vulnerable to these types of attacks. And it's really important to make your family members that are elderly aware of this vulnerability, because I'm sure that in the next several years, millions, if not billions of dollars are going to be stolen from the elderly using these techniques. And you want to avoid it happening to you or your family. On that note, I hope this was helpful. Please like and subscribe. And I hope to see you next time. Bye for now.